Welcome to the Boozy Blondes Podcast. She's Molly. And she's Chrissy. We're best friends on a quest to bring you all things boozy. Let's get lit. Pop. Fizz. Clink. Let's drink. Welcome back, Lushes. In this episode, we're taking you to Miami. Known for warm weather, beaches, and a nonstop party scene, Miami might seem overwhelming, but it has an often overlooked craft beer scene that you won't want to miss. In the past few years, Miami has exploded to a whopping 40 breweries and beer halls, and neighborhoods like Wynwood are one-stop shops for beer lovers with blocks of breweries all within walking distance. We traveled to Miami to celebrate our very own Boozy Blonde's birthday. So Molly, tell us why you picked Miami for your birthday destination. (laughs) So full disclosure, I actually picked Milwaukee, and you got it confused with Miami. (laughs) They're both M They both start with M, close (laughs) enough. But well, before I tell you why we went to Miami, um, let's talk about our dough real quick, because it is a Milwaukee beer. Uh, We're drinking Vape Life from the Fermentorium in Cedarburg and Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, and it's a cotton candy IPA, and it is our absolute favorite beer ever. It is the best. It literally tastes like cotton candy. When we both took a sip, we both were like, oh, so good. (laughs) And it's our last one, so I wanted to go to Milwaukee for my birthday so we could load up on Vape Life, but... Instead, we went to, like you said, known for its big party scene, Miami, but we're too old to go clubbing now, so we chose the day drinking craft beer scene. (laughs) Yes, but we had a little bit of Milwaukee with us. Oh, we sure did, because the Brewers are playing the Marlins, and you know how much I love my Milwaukee Brewers. Um, If you listen to the Get to Know Us episode, I'm sure I talk about them. I'm always talking about them. So anyway, the Brewers were playing the Marlins on my birthday weekend, so what better excuse to pack up the boys and go down there and hit a couple breweries on the way? Yeah, it was kind of the perfect storm because it was brewers and breweries. (laughs) Yeah, and boats. And boats and boozy blondes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway. um, Well, Chris, you actually were in Miami a couple months ago and hit some breweries, so we're going to talk about those too. So our listeners, next time you guys are in Miami, you know what places to hit. Yes, we have all kinds of fun Miami places for you guys to check out. Mm-hmm. But nothing with like, ums, ums, ums. no, <laughs> yeah, not that cool. I don't it's not think that I've kind been. of Miami. Oh, no, I actually I was at a real life club at the beginning of the year in Scottsdale. It was called the Bottled Blonde. I must say it was what? the Boozy Blonde. It was the Bottled Blonde. And yeah, well, we actually did hear that because I don't know if you heard it on your floor, but we could hear like club music. That last hotel? night when we went to bed, yeah. <laughs> I think it was coming from the lobby. Probably. I mean, I don't Miami know. is like New York, the city that doesn't sleep, right? Yeah. Nobody goes out till probably like one in the till morning we're in, anyway. we're in bed. <laughs> yeah, I've been sleeping for two hours. But anyway, um, so yeah, so like I said, we packed up the boys and we bo- we all took Friday off mm-hmm. and decided to do a long weekend. And um, it's a long drive, so we needed that Friday to get our butts down there. Yeah, I'm really glad we did it that way because it went so fast. It really did. But Florida is such a long state. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. It takes us five hours from St. Augustine to Miami, Florida. Like, that's pretty much the same time it takes us to get to Atlanta. I, that's what Phil was saying. Really? And then Drink. I was like, two hours further south, like, we would have been in the Keys. Yeah. Oh, true. But you still have to go another, like, three hours. Well, I mean, We're to get to, to Key, Key West. Lago, but you can get, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's so crazy. Like, once you're there, like... I'm always like, let's just keep driving. <laughs> but no, we had to come back. And and Chrissy and I try to be good travelers, but, you know, it gets boring. So we broke up the trip down into two pit stops. Yes. And the first one was in Sebastian, Florida. Um, there was a brewery there called Paradolia Brewing Company. It took the four of us multiple tries to get that down. <laughs> Paradolia. And I'd be impressed if anybody knows what that means. 
because we had to look it up. It's an actual vocab word. And according to Merriam-Webster, it's the tendency to perceive a specific, often meaningful image in a random or ambiguous visual pattern, or the human ability to see shapes or make pictures out of randomness, like in an inkblot, or if you notice a, the clouds making some sort of shape or, or figure. Yeah, I was saying that that famous painting with it's either the rabbit or the duck and it tells you like your personality based on what you see, but it's kind of cool. And they had so many paintings in there mm-hmm. and I was betting that like the more beer you drink, like the more entertaining they become because <laughs> you just see different things. It's almost like, I mean, is it pareidolia? Like, do you remember that dress that was on the internet that was either gold or blue? Oh yeah. I don't think that's the same thing. Or it's not the same as, remember those um, like weird like geometric magic eyes no it oh. was like the the <laughs> digital type of oh. thing that like you could see a 3d image in if you like stared at it the yeah right that's way. a magic eye is it yeah you had to like look into you had to like into cross the picture. your eyes yeah. like <laughs> i swear to god like everyone had like a different rule to follow to be able to see it and we had For one real. at our house framed like that my parents had at the bottom of our Nuh-uh. stairs and it was the statue of liberty did you ever see it? Oh, yeah. Like, once you see it, you can always find it easier, I thought. But mm-hmm. it, isn't that the, um, it's the cover of one of the Dave Matthews albums. <gasps> no. Yeah. Isn't that, un- remember, maybe? Recently. Recently, yes. No. It I is. never looked at yeah. it. Yeah, and it's a, I think it's a peace sign. I have been a Dave Matthews fan yeah. for like, oh my God. over half my life, and I didn't know We're that until right now. We're going to have to look that now. up now. But I don't Fun think fact. that's not pareidolia. That's like some other random. That's magic eye. Yeah, that's like magic eye. <laughs> 90s magic 90s. eye. <laughs> okay. So, well, speaking of all these pareidolia <laughs> things, um, the logo for pareidolia Brewing Company, I was on such a roll with that word, yeah. is a barrel, but it looks like a face. So, and like Chrissy said, inside the brewery, they have lots of images depicting these pareidolias and inside it kind of looked like stranger things because there was like um christmas lights everywhere oh yeah i forgot about that i liked it and they had a nice outside area well so they um they're very family friendly they're dog friendly so bring your kids bring your pets they have live music the beer of course they have um 15 beers on tap and actually the owners came from the pacific northwest when they opened pareidolia it was the first craft brewery in sebastian florida and um, they had been home brewing, home brewing, this IPA is getting to me, <laughs> for over 20 years before. And it shows because the beer was fantastic. I did a flight and it was so good. But in addition to their beer, they have wine and seltzer mm-hmm. and cider and food. And food was why we went because yep. we knew it would be lunchtime when we got to Sebastian and we needed to eat. Yeah. And I think, tell everyone how, what was the website you used to find it? Because I was Googling and oh, it was, yeah. it was really hard to find a place that had food that was open around lunchtime. Cause usually they don't open till four, but just the way it mm-hmm. timed out, we were going to be there at lunch. And so I was just Googling breweries in that area and like nothing was open or it didn't have food, but you were able to find one. Yeah. It's, um, drinklocalflorida.com. I referenced this in our, oh, your birthday trip, the St. Pete, uh, brewery tour episode. And it's so helpful and it's so easy to navigate because you just pick what region of Florida you're in. Like I said, it's a really long state. And it'll say if it's pet friendly, if they have food, if they sell merch, whatever it may be. So I just went down the list for the area we were going to be in and looked for the little like knife and fork symbol. And then made sure they were going to be open at noon, which Paradolia was. So thanks, guys, for being open on Friday. Yeah, it was perfect. So 
I had, what did I have? A flight. And I drank the slow paddle porter because it reminded me of the canoe trip, which we'll have to talk <laughs> about someday. Um, knee deep in peaches smash beer, uh, gotta guava kettle sour, and don't call me ginger red ale. I've been really into red ales lately, actually, and ambers. But that um, name made me laugh. I remember. <laughs> the don't call it me did. ginger. Um, after I finished my flight, I guess my favorite was knee deep in peaches mm-hmm. because that's the one I ordered the big gulp size of. Yeah. But what did you drink? I got the Berry Good Seltzer, and I just did oh, a yeah. half pint because I was just getting over a cold, and yeah. this was like my first drink in a week, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> really, was it? it was really good. <laughs> good. Yeah, I wanted to try some, but I wasn't going to risk that yeah. old wives' tale, alcohol kills everything. <laughs> I don't think that applies so to like, booze. Yeah. <laughs> But we got food, too, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Phil and I split a club sandwich, um, and they give you a lot of food. Like, we got sides yeah. and chips. You got, like, two sides. Yeah, it was really good. I had um, a gyro, and it was really good. It came with um, pita chips and hummus. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I don't remember what Rainer had. But um, they had – it was, a, like, a good-sized tap room, and then they had the outdoor area, which we normally probably would have sat out there, um, but it was raining, Mm-hmm. So we, we took some pictures out there and just, like, walked around. And they were setting up a stage for concert. Um, so it looks like they must do some pretty cool events there. Yeah, I was, I wish it was closer because I really enjoyed the beer. I really wanted to sit outside. It was a, it was a cute area. Um, oh, you know what we did there? I was trying to think what I wanted to say. Outside, when we were outside, we announced the winner of our Copper Tail oh, contest. Yeah. So we, on social media, on our Instagram account... We ran a contest at the beginning of May, well, mid-May, I guess, and um, we got to announce that Sean G underscore that's me won a beer on us at Coppertail Brewing Company. So we sent him a token that we talk about, the Beer It, For- Pro- beer it Forward program yeah. at Coppertail. So that was, it was fun. That was our first contest. I know. And I wrote on a note that I had to like... I make Molly notes, so when we're together, like, we remember what to talk about. <laughs> and my Molly note says, our next giveaway. So we have to we have to do another giveaway, because every time we go to these breweries, we try to get swag for you guys. So we always grab, like, an extra sticker. We have some koozies. Mm-hmm. So maybe this episode, we should do, like, a swag bag giveaway. Okay. We have tons of Boozy Blonde swag, like, available yeah. online, too. Oh, like, our own little brewery. That's what I got for um, Molly's birthday. She got a um, insulated fanny pack so she can take her beers to go. All, and it was <laughs> full of all Boozy Blonde swag. Mm-hmm. I got a shot glass, a bottle opener, playing cards. A wine opener. A wine opener. And a bottle opener. And a wine opener. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Sorry. And it's white, my favorite color. Yes. <laughs> Which we also learned during our trivia on the drive down. It's your favorite color, too. I know. Because it's all the colors. That's right. Being reflected off each other. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, so one more fun fact about Pareidolia is that the the owners co-founded the Treasure Coast Wine and Ale Trail. I didn't even know that was a thing. There's nine breweries, one winery, one cidery, and one meadery on that uh, wine and ale trail. There's one of each? Yeah, no, nine breweries. Oh, okay. A winery, a cidery, and a meadery. And I guess we didn't know because we really don't live over there. So we could totally go and like bang almost all of them out in one day. Well, I like to think that, but history has shown we can only do two breweries in a day because we have so much fun at them. And then 
Time's up. We got to go home. Good. All right. Do you have anything else to say about pareidolia? No. I mean, it was a great stop. And I'm just happy that we found it um, based on your searching because I could not. They have a jingle too. Remember that? Oh, yeah, they do. On their website, they have this cute little song. <laughs> oh, we should look it up and I'll add it to the it says, podcast. I wish I remembered it because something like, beer is good for you. Yeah. <laughs> beer is good for you. No, that, it, I don't know. It's happy. We'll add it. It is. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got back in the car after Peridolia, and our next stop was Pompano Beach. So my cousin Mike and his wife Colleen live down in South Florida, and Mike had offered to take us on a booze, booze cruise on our way down, and we all love booze cruising (laughs) and being on the water so absolutely and it's funny thanks mike because um he listened to our booze cruise episode because when he he, did research when he offered the booze cruise he saw we had a booze cruise episode (laughs) he said i needed to know what these girls are expecting and then he found out the booze cruise episode is really about like royal caribbean like cruising for vacation so um so I mean, he laid out the red carpet for us. Yeah. <laughs> Drink package Here's included. Your seat pass. <laughs> yeah. We had snacks, drinks, everything included. So um, it was awesome. So Mike and Colleen took us out to Lake Boca, which apparently is a pretty big party spot. Like during the weekends, everybody goes there to that area that they called the sandbar. It's mm-hmm. called Lake Boca, and it's not actually a lake either. And it's not actually like a sandbar yeah. because it's, I told Chris to the bring things that are ball. advertised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> but the water is so much bluer down there. Oh, I love so that we can see to the bottom. Yeah, but like we're in the Bahamas. And it was so different because you are floating in this large area. It looks like a lake, but it's completely surrounded by like skyscraper yeah. and cityscape buildings. So it's just very surreal. Like not at all what we're used to up here in St. Augustine, like where it's more beaches and mm-hmm. Like, and you can only build so high. Yeah, yeah. everything's historic here. And mm-hmm. there's a, like, we look at a fort. So it's We're completely old. different. Which is awesome. We yeah. love the history. We love St. Augustine, but, but it was fun cool. to it be was down. Just totally yeah. different. And yes, thank you so much, Mike and Colleen. It was awesome. And like, that's what kind of where I turned the corner on the trip. I started feeling better. It feels mm-hmm. like it's the salt air. And yeah. You're having drinks on the water. And yeah, it was good. I know because you were trying to open bottles to make like Aperol spritzes oh out there. Oh my God. I'm like, well, she must be feeling better. Rainer almost like, like Disney bust that Aperol spritz mm-hmm. and I'm like this like no this is my first drink do not like and I only had three of them and I was afraid he was gonna break it and there's gonna be glass too. in it well he was using his knife and he was aiming it at me like a champagne bottle like I get so scared when you pop the cork you know me. yeah so and as it kept moving and he kept turning towards me like Stop. there was like so much danger like he was either gonna like flick that at you, break the glass bottle, stab himself. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we just Cut got his here. Hand. This trip has not officially started yet. We- I know. We haven't even made it to Miami yet. But, yeah. you know. Rainer was our driver. So thank you, Rainer. Thank Good you job, for Rainer. driving us. <laughs> and opening the Aperol spritz. Yes. Successfully. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we hung out there in the water for a while. And then um, Mike and Colleen took us to Naughty Dog Marina Cafe in Lighthouse Point. Which was awesome. Yes. We, Mike secured like VIP boat parking for us. Yes. We pulled right up to the front slip. And the service was like as good as Royal Caribbean. Like they were like, here's yeah. your table. And like everyone kept checking on us and our food and drinks came out so fast. Yeah. It was incredible. We loved it there. And um, the bathrooms were nice. The, had- those pretzels. Mm. We ordered like like pub beer pretzels mm-hmm. and it came out in this huge plate there were three separate pretzels mm-hmm. one for each one couple for each it was couple. perfect it was awesome yeah with awesome cheese sauce didn't mike say they do guys night like instead of ladies night oh yeah and it's like all like <laughs> beer and pub food i love that that's awesome um 
Yeah, so we got those pretzels. I had a cheeseburger, and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think Rainer had um, a grouper Reuben, and he loved it. I had a bite. It was just so messy. I, yeah. It didn't really want much part of that, but I had the sangria, which was good. I um, didn't drink there. I drank all our drinks on the boat. Sorry. Um, You had a Coke, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> With sans rum. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was fun. And then the best part was when we left there, it was dark. And it was the most peaceful ride back. It was. it was so relaxing. And that waterway, do you? I don't know if you remember the name of the river we're on. Oh, we were just in the intercoastal. Um, but it was just beautiful because there was houses on either side, and they're just like gorgeous, and they're all different. So like, mm-hmm. I was just like sitting there, like in the peaceful, dark, like crystal clear water. And just looking at all these gorgeous houses we were cruising by. And it was almost a full moon. Yeah. Which was beautiful, too. I think there was a lunar eclipse that weekend. There was. Um, but, yeah, you would see some older-style homes and then giant mansions yeah. and more modern-looking, some French-looking like architects. Like, like, just incredible yeah. boats. It was really cool. And most of them, nobody was there. I like, know. I'll be a house Exactly. Taker, house taker, caretaker, whatever. <laughs> I just want to go. I <laughs> Live in those homes. They're beautiful. It was so cool. So after we got off the boat, we continued on to our final destination, which was in Brickell, which is a suburb of downtown Miami. It's actually the financial district. It's on Biscayne Bay. And we really need to go back and spend more time there because I feel like Brickell has a lot to offer, but we didn't really get to experience it at all. We needed like one more day Mm -hmm. because our hotel was in such a good area. Like we could have walked to um, that bar, like American Social. Like there was a lot Mm -hmm. of places. And we didn't even get to enjoy the hotel because... There's a pool there, and there's oh, yeah. a rooftop bar that we couldn't get access to. But I think given one more day, we would have figured it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> so so we stayed in Brickell, and then the breweries that we visited were in Wynwood, which is just north of Brickell. And there's murals everywhere. This mm-hmm. is an artsy district of, um, in Miami. And it used to be a bunch of warehouses, and many of those have been converted into breweries and art galleries, and there's actually over 70 galleries in Wynwood. I don't know where they put them all. Yeah. But it's crazy. And did you know about um, the Wynwood Walls? Mm -mm. So it's this ticketed place you can walk. I think it's like $12 a ticket, and you go through these, like, gates. And there's um, 35 murals. It would have been your dream because I'm sure it's an Instagrammer's paradise. (laughs) So you can take uh, guided tours there as well. Um, but if you just want to go in, I think it's like 12 bucks and you do a self-guided tour. Just look at all of them. Oh, that's awesome. We have to do that next time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to tell you about the breweries we went to. We had four on the list. We made it to two. Um, I expected to get to three. But... I did too. And, and we could have, but I'm really glad with what we did. Oh, that would have been so rushed. I'm, I'm yeah. glad with what we did too. So the first place we went was... Chrissy. Cerveceria La Tropical. Okay. Cerveceria La Tropical. And it's, listen to this. It's Cuba's oldest brewery, but one of Miami's youngest breweries. I loved the history of this place. I'm going to tell you the history because it's such a fantastic story. Um, I chose, so Chrissy sent me a list of breweries in, in Wynwood. And I chose this one because the pictures look so beautiful online. Also, they had a menu, and we were going to go at lunchtime, so we needed someplace yes. with good food. You know how we plan everything around food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we walked up to it, and the pictures on the website don't do it justice. Yeah, it is gorgeous. It's all bright and open and airy. You know what I was thinking, though? Usually, you get tricked. 
by the internet. Yeah. Like pictures. Instagram. It's like so Instagrammed. It looks fantastic. And you get there and then you're like just let down. Yeah. Like Christy and I never online dated. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know, we met our husbands before internet dating was really a thing. And I imagine that happens a lot. You see these pictures yeah. and then you get there. We're like, like swiping oh. right on these breweries and you yeah. get there and you're like, that's not what you showed me. <laughs> we should make a Tinder we for breweries. Should. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Um, so but anyway, um, La Tropical was we were just blown away when we walked up. It's beautiful. So the history it was this La Tropical, the brand, the brewery was established in Cuba in 1888. So a really long time ago. It was founded by the Blanco Herrera family. And it was on land that was once owned by Federico Coli. And so in 19, no, 1888, they started this. By 1958, it accounted for over 60% of all beer production in Cuba. So they really grew um, in what's that, like 70 years? But before they grew... In 1904, the La Tropical Beer Gardens opened, and it was a hot spot for cold beer, music, and dance. So on this location, there was a brewery, the Tropical Gardens, and there was also a baseball stadium, which I thought was appropriate because we went to see the brewers. And the infield sand was made of crushed La Tropical bottles. Oh, no way. Sounds cool but painful like i'm not sure what i think of that when i, I mean, first started i thought that's awesome but then well, it I, would be sand they can crush it that fine like glass. oh and you're not running in barefoot yeah either. i'm thinking of sand in the beach yeah. yeah so i thought that was really cool so that from 1904 to about 1960 that was the place to be but in 1960 the revolution in cuba began and la tropical's assets were seized and literally it was taken at gunpoint so the cuban exodus begins and the blanco herrera and coley families both flee to Miami along with 1 million other Cubans. And at this point back in Cuba, La Tropical is run by the revolution, but it's lost because they didn't know anything about running a brewery. So fast forward to 1998, Coley's great, great grandson, Manny Portuando learns of his family's history and how they came to America. So he learns about La Tropical. He fights to secure the brand and he had originally worked for Anheuser-Busch And so he had experience in the industry. So he raised um, capital from the local Cuban-American community in Miami, and including from Ramon Blanco Herrera, who, if you remember, the Blanco Herreras founded the brewery back in 1888. So fast forward again. Now we're in 2016, and La Tropical holds a teaser beer launch at a local Wynwood brewery under the license with the Boston Beer Company. And apparently people lined up for hours to taste this original recipe um, of the award-winning La Original Amber Lager. Um, and this event generates local and international attention, which catches the eyes of many of the world's largest breweries. So a year later, 2017, and this has been like two decades um, that Manny had been fighting to, um, you know, secure control of La Tropical. And they begin a joint venture with Heineken. So now they need to build a physical brewery because they were just brewing the beer. They had no place to host people. So they found this spot where you and I went, Chrissy, Mm -hmm. and construction began in 2019, and they opened a year later. So the space now includes a 32,000 hectoliter per year brewery, a tap room, a restaurant, and beer garden with a stage. So I'm like, what the heck is a hectoliter? Mm -hmm. So it's 100 liters, and you know I like math, so I figured this out. So one liter is about two pints, and two pints times 100 liters times 32,000 
which is how many hectoliters there are, is 6.4 million pints. So yeah. every year they're brewing 6.4 million pints. Actually, more than that, because a liter is technically 33.814 ounces, not 16 ounces like I our pints. I love how nerdy you're being. So, right <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's a boatload of beer. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, you could tell when you walked in that place. I mean, they just went for it. They, mm-hmm. It's huge. And it's 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 stunning. It's beautiful. It's like the most immaculate brewery I've ever been in. And we didn't even go like you can see the tanks. It's a glass mm-hmm. wall. We didn't even go back there, which they do do tours. But I was like, look at this place. It was just stunning. I agree. And actually, some of their beers they even just do like tank two pint yes. glass. I they don't even put them really in a keg. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, Mark Busain, who's the president of Heineken Americas, puts it really well. Just to sum up the, the your history lesson here. The La Tropical story is a universal story of loss and rebirth that everyone can relate to. The brand also had a proud and award-winning past that made it world famous. We're proud to do our part to help La Tropical make it so again. So that's why it was the largest brewery in Cuba, or oldest brewery in Cuba, but now one of the youngest breweries in Miami. And I thought that was really cool because they have like a short version of that on the menu. Mm -hmm. Um, And like Rainer pointed it out. So we all checked that out. And then you scan the QR code and it like gives you the whole thing on the the website of the history. But I mean, you know me when my big weird history nerdness. So I I loved it. And like what passion to keep fighting for that long to Mm -hmm. get your brand to be back here within your family and get ownership of it again and then bring it back to just the the space that it's in because I wrote down my fave thing about this place I just wrote the space with like four exclamation (laughs) points it's the most beautiful design I've ever seen and I said to Molly while we're sitting there I'm like if this had been the first experience of what a brewery is like a I would have got into drinking craft beer a lot earlier and b I would have been (laughs) so disappointed everywhere else I went afterwards because like perks for me is it's a has a full liquor bar, has a full kitchen with incredible food, and they do a great job with um, doing a lot of different like Cuban flavor on the menu. They had um, Cuban empanadas, which I wanted so badly, um, but Phil's obsessed with Cuban sandwiches and he gets them everywhere he can find them. So we got that there and it was really good. <laughs> um, but I love that they had an event space because it's not like a separate room or anything, but they had a baby shower going on while we were there. Yeah. And um, that would be the best baby shower ever. I was just going to say, like, brewery? shout out to the mom to be. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else was having a great time. I'm sure she was too. Any but, you shower know. <laughs> should be at a brewery, like, <laughs> especially if it's like a co-ed one. Everyone's just going to have a good time. But they had a huge indoor-outdoor space, and I feel like they tried to pay homage to their, um, like, tropical garden that they had in Cuba because Mm -hmm. it was just beautiful. They had so much vegetation and palm trees, and they had this really huge birdcage with a bar. It wasn't open when we were there because we were, like, literally the first people. We showed up, and we made a reservation. Thank goodness because it got really busy. I know, and, like, the guys were kind of giving us crap because they were like, oh, good thing we made a reservation. Because, like, we literally walk in, and we're the only people there, but... Besides, I felt silly telling her that we had a reservation. But then, like after that, it got like super packed. They had Mm -hmm. a stage, like Molly said, they do music and events, and it was pet friendly because there was this sweet little labradoodle something I was squishing teddy bear right by our table. I mean, this place really had everything, everything except for stickers. I was really sad we didn't get stickers from there. Yeah, yeah, but we asked, and they said no, we we don't, we don't have stickers. Um, so yeah, so you had the Cuban. 
What did you drink? I don't remember. So I started out with a Mamacita, which is um, their version of a painkiller. Oh, yeah. And they make it with Appleton rum. So it's good because it's not sweet. Sometimes those painkillers can be a little, like, syrupy and you mm-hmm. can't do more than one. But this was good. Yeah. I, you know, well, first I I was going to say I had one of their cocktails, too, because yes. I wanted to tr- explore the whole we menu. We got all the pretty drinks. <laughs> but first I, I, did, um, I did a flight and I did the... Um, well, I don't know if it's Nativo or Nativo, um, key, which was an IPA with mango, passion fruit, pineapple, lemon, and lime. And that was that tank to glass beer where I was saying there was no keg. It just came straight from the tank. So it was super fresh. Um, and it was only 4.5%. And then I did the Noche Tropical, which was a Schwartz beer, which is a dark lager. And it had, um, toasted cocoa, coffee, and toasted caramel, caramel, caramel. How do you say it? Caramel. <laughs> do you say caramel or caramel? I say caramel, but there, I was reading my notes and I was going to pronounce it like caramel. I know. What do you say? I think I say caramel, but if I was reading it, I probably would But I don't even say caramel. I say caramel. 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 Like, like camel. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I wish you could have had some of that one. I think you, well, you, oh, let you did. Well, you did try that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. That I thought it was good. really good. Um, a short spear is just a dark lager. I think I said that, but it was only 4.6%. And then I had the Tropicalista, yes. which was a tropical IPA with peaches, mango, and cantaloupe. I never see cantaloupe as an ingredient. I wrote down the stuff that Phil had, and he had the Tropicalista, and he said he really liked it. I did, too. And that one was a little stronger. It was 6.9%. And then my fourth beer was the Berry Blush, which I think was just a seasonal beer. He, I asked if he had any sours, and he said, no, that was the closest, closest. thing to a sour. And it was good. Um, to eat, I had the Chipotle Agave Charred Smash Brussels and a side of yuca fries. They were good. You let me yeah. try that. That was really good. Mm-hmm. I I love Brussels sprouts. And Rainer had um, Caribbean slaw and added shrimp to it. And he really enjoyed that, too. Everything was great. Yeah, they had so much on the menu. Like, I, I mean, you could get a huge meal or they had a lot of different appetizers and yeah. sides, which was kind of nice. I think they broke the menu down by like small, medium, and large, yes, depending plates, on how much plates, yeah, entrees, you wanted to eat. It was really nice. Um and so Phil, he had the Sobrecita also, which the was the Sobrecita. Sober. Sobra. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not sober. Um, it was a hazy pale ale with papaya and guava. Oh. So he liked that too. He loved both of them. So most of these beers here do have all those tropical notes. Yeah. You know, that um, we said it just felt so tropically in there. I guess um, it's in the I, name. I love, but... like, as soon as we got there, we were just like... Um, can we just stay here all day? Like mm-hmm. it was, if they had had live music, I think we would have been like, screw everything else. We're just going to stay yeah. here. Yeah. Which I'm glad we didn't. Cause I really like the next brew we were yeah. going to talk about, but you know, hindsight, um, the boys really liked it here too, which was great. Well, I also thought it was funny that our Uber driver, like didn't know where it was because mm-hmm. it's such a huge place and it's really popular, but it was at a dead end. So mm-hmm. like the Uber driver's driving down the street and he's like, is this it? We're like, I don't know. Well, we haven't been Uber here. Driver. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like it, it is a little bit hidden. It is in that Winwood area and everything's walkable. Um, but it's kind of hidden. So if you're on a dead end street, you're on the right place. You're on the right track. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, yeah it's hopefully. on a dead end street. <laughs> but yeah, so after my flight, I got the Fields Forever, it was called. And it was basil infused kettle one. Um, with guava, strawberry, and St. Germain. It was so... I, like, sucked that thing down. Yeah. I drank it so quickly. And there was a pretty... Mm, like a gentleman cue, but the round one. Yeah, but... Uh, what, 
Oh, it was like an orchid. Yes. In there. So Chrissy I think it was a plumeria because it's like edible. Oh, can you not eat orchids? I don't know. I don't know either. It was a pretty purpley flower yeah. <laughs> of the orchid or plumeria family. <laughs> and so Chrissy told me to hold it up to take a picture, but it was dripping everywhere because it had been in alcohol, melting. So I held up my napkin under it, and that wasn't going to take a good enough picture. Yes. So as I, she's yelling at me, I went to yell at her, and it fell out of my hand and <laughs> bounced like down the floor of the brewery. Uh, <laughs> and then we're like, uh, it's time to go. Yeah, we're making a mess. Well, I wouldn't have. Whatever. You can't hold up like a dirty paper napkin for an Instagram photo. <laughs> it was dripping on me, <laughs> and it was clearly slippery. <laughs> It needed that protection. Well, do you have anything else before we go to our next bar? Because I'm ready for our next beer. Me too. Um, No, just they have events every so often. So make sure to check their Facebook or Instagram if you're going to be in the area. So you can keep up to date on that. But yeah, beer me. We're so excited to share one of our partners. We're working with H-Proof. They're these awesome chewable tablets that help prevent hangovers. They were created by a medical doctor, are patent pending, taste amazing, just like cherry sweet tarts, and are individually packaged so they're easy to bring with you. Most importantly, they seriously work. Our affiliate link is in the show notes of this podcast. When you purchase through our link, you help us keep the boozy content coming your way. And with the discount code BOOZYBLONDES, you get 10% off your order. Check it out at www.h-proof.com forward slash BOOZYBLONDES. And we're back. What are we drinking? Oh my god! Spa goggles. Yeah, it's a cucumber. Oh, it's a Gosa style ale with cucumber and lime. It's only four percent. We got. Oh, this. that's good. Is it? I haven't even tried it yet. Tallahassee. Where'd you get this one? Maybe our field drinker our field Tanya drinker? gave it to me. Yes. Or no? When was she last in Tallahassee? Oh yeah. Thanks, Tanya. I bet you did. Shout out to Tanya, our drinker in the field. She's <laughs> always everywhere and brings back amazing beer. Yeah, she's always thinking of us. Thanks, Tanya. All right. So after we left La Tropical, we went to Vesa Sur Brewery and Tap Room, which was just down the street, a quick walk. It was so cute in there. Like we were saying, we could have stayed at La Tropical all day, but I'm really glad we made it to Vesa Sur because I loved it there. And I have to say the bar was set really high and I was like, oh, should we leave? Like, let's just stay here. The next place is going to suck. And they had a really high bar to meet and they did. We actually really liked it and it was beautiful inside. It was so cute. Um, just like La Tropical, you could see the brewery from the tap room. It wasn't mm-hmm. as airy and open, but you could see that. And then, you know, they have their tap room. The whole back of the bar was like a giant bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And they had all these like knickknacks, but not like gross Uncle Hersher Cracker Barrel knickknacks. Yeah. Like very cool stuff. tropical <laughs> and fun and trendy. And um, I said my favorite thing about the place was their unique menu. Um, they had beer cocktails, and you got like the flan shot topper, mm-hmm. which I think flan shots must be a big thing in Miami because Phil's friend just sent him a picture of a flan shot. Yeah. Um, so, Vesa Sur is a Miami-born craft brewery with Latin American roots that honors authenticity and great-tasting brews in Miami's most creative neighborhood, Wynwood. And 100% it does. Like you said, they're just the flavors, the menu, the cocktails, the regular beer, everything was so great. The flavors were crazy. Um, Vesa Sur was created to celebrate the diversity of, South Florida, of the South Florida melting pot. 
and with inspiration drawn from foods, culture, music, and beer. And it's so cute. They had a food truck out there, mm-hmm. a great outdoor area, like a beer garden, lots of sours. Yeah, that's what for perks I said. The food truck, the indoor outdoor space is really nice because they had like um, I don't know if they were garage doors or just like really big fold out doors. Mm-hmm. So the indoor outdoor almost seemed like one space. Um, it was definitely pet friendly. There was an adorable Dalmatian there. Oh yeah. And I always love that they let you bring the pets indoors, so that was nice. And um, all the games like giant Jenga. Mm-hmm. So I made Molly a um, brewery scavenger hunt yeah and so like murals was on there giant Django, which we found there mm-hmm. um so there was we, d- between those two breweries i think we found like neon light everything yeah which we we should i'll make it into like a cuter pdf and like we should be able to download it from the blog or something okay. like that That'd be yeah really fun. that sounds great because it was fun it made it more interesting and if i got i think it was at least 15 of them i got a scratch you got off. a scratch off yes <laughs> she got a scratch off at each location we went <laughs> I did. Well, that too. That was bonus. (laughs) But I liked it because that place had um, like some really cool paintings and murals as well. And just that whole Wynwood area is so tropical. It's so like Caribbean and Cuban. Mm -hmm. And it's just infused with all that energy. And I don't know, like I just started feeling good. I don't know if it was the Dayquil, the beer or just where we were. But I was like, all right, I'm feeling good. Like I wanted to like dance between the breweries. Like it was just awesome. (laughs) It was a combination of all of that, I think. So... Yeah, I ordered a flight when we got there, and with my flight, as a bonus, I could get a sample of the um, coffee porter with that Café Conflan on top, like you were talking about. Oh, my God. So, first of all, adding to my flight, I felt like it was them asking, do you want to add a floater to your margarita or whatever? Always yes. Everything that she offered you, you were like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I know. She It's like she She, knew me. She was like, okay, this is like the easiest table ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, upsell, upsell, upsell. (laughs) (laughs) No, but oh, my gosh, that was so good. I would go back just for that coffee porter with the flan top or whatever you call it, but – which my flight was three of four were sours, so I went from one extreme to the other, yeah. which I like to do. But we always love when there's enough sours on the menu that you can do a whole flight of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had the chismosa, which was a raspberry wheat ale. That was my non-sour, but still it was fruity. I had a um, lulo sour, so I didn't know what lulo was. It's a Colombian fruit. And um, a prickly pear sour, which... Made me do like the dumb and dumber face. That thing. I drink <laughs> sours a lot. That thing was tart. And a key lime sour, which was awesome. And then we talked about the beer cocktails. You got one of those, didn't you? Yeah, I was super excited to see that on the menu. So I got um, Shoot the Moon, which was a beer cocktail with their guava sour mix um, and fresh Florida citrus, house brewed Campari, and mint. Um, it was so tart. I definitely (laughs) made the Dumb and Dumber face. Like, it got me in the back of the jaw. It was so good, but I honestly was adding water to it until it got to to the point where I was like, okay, this is, like, perfect. It's not, like, just killing me with tartness. I forgot that was bad. I kept seeing the one go by that looked like a Bloody Mary. That looked fantastic. Yeah, you know what? So there had to be about six different beer cocktails, and presentation – is huge like for me I'm definitely somebody that is all about the marketing and I'm like oh that drink is gorgeous I want it I don't even care what's in it but like I would see them go by and be like oh what is that so not only did the drinks look fantastic they were really good so that's actually called a Michelada and on Saturdays and Sundays between one to eight 
for seven hours is $20 for bottomless what? Micheladas. They look great. And everything there was so fresh and like they had a lot of house made ingredients, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I think I liked it because it, a lot of times craft breweries, they have their own kitchen or they have a food truck and they, they have their beers. But I find it, I found, I thought Vesa Sir, it was kind of like a bar. They had all yes. these different happy hour specials yeah. every day of the week. So, so it was, it was a good like um, place to go after being at a full liquor bar like mm-hmm. Cerveceria because it didn't feel like you were like, oh, and now I'm at a brewery where it's just straight beer. Like, yeah. Because they, even though they didn't have a liquor license, they had like a whole mixology set up with all the different beer cocktails they were making. Mm-hmm. So that's what I said my favorite thing was just the really unique menu. And and the permanent food truck. So yeah. if you get hungry, they have somebody to help you out. <laughs> and the 90s dumpster. Oh, that was so cool. I loved that. I took, <laughs> I posed by a dumpster because it looked like a mixed A cassette tape. tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like that pareidolia because like Rainer pointed it out and I'm like, and you immediately ran over and we're like, take my picture. And I'm like, why? In front of the dumpster? <laughs> like it took me a minute to like be far enough away to like figure out, oh, okay. It's a cassette tape. That's like, funny. I didn't see it at first. Yeah. Clearly. Cause you did give me a weird look. I did. Like, this yeah. is so cool. What is <laughs> wrong? Like, Focus. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to their specials and their cool beer cocktails, um, they also offer tours on Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays at 6 PM. And they say to arrive by 545. I think it must be like a, you can reserve your spot, but mm. if you're not there, you lose your spot. Yeah. We played the longest game of Uno at this brewery, Yeah, too. we did. I think that's why we didn't make it to the third brewery. Because yeah. we were like, either we can finish this, like, quit this game now, or we'll play it out and stay We're here. never going to quit. Yeah, like, we can't. Somebody had to win. You won, didn't you? No. Rainer last minute. What? Traded that, the card with me. He had you... the, like, trade your hand with yeah. the player card. Yeah. I, I was thought down... you won. No, I was down to Uno, and he took my card. Ah. <sighs> Man, I know, but um, I really tried to win. I'm glad we stayed there because we were at the point where, like, okay, we could have gone to the next brewery. Which do you remember which was next, third on the list? Dogfish Head. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which I still want to hit. I mean, I really like their sequench beer. That's something you know, yeah. it's pretty mass produced. We get it all the time. It's a good boat beer, but I wanted to go see what else they had, and I think they also have a really good menu there, like food menu. They have breweries like all over the country. It would be cool to do like. A dogfish pilgrimage, like try, like try to hit them all. Yeah, I mean not all at once, but then we where, can do just a dogfish. Where episode. else are they? Well, they're from Maryland, right? Delaware. Okay, we because we had this conversation. So they have a couple locations up north, and they have like a like a B and B too. Like oh, you get can actually out. stay. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, boozy blinds trip. Yep. Cool. <laughs> um, I think that's all I have. Yeah, that was so we About we sir. we stayed there for a long time because remember the guys were like, should we get one more drink or or move on? Yeah. yeah, but we decided to stay there and we really enjoyed our time there, and then we Ubered back to our hotel, mm-hmm. played some cards and got ready for the Brewers game. Yes, and Chrissy and Rainer and Phil and I will drink for both all of those of names, <laughs> all of you guys, because they got decked out in their Brewers gear for me. So cheers. You were was, so excited when I, we walked into am. the hotel room. Like, me and Phil walked in in all our brewer's gear that we borrowed from Molly. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you guys look so good in blue. I and love yellow. the shirt that I borrowed. <laughs> I had so much fun getting all dressed up. It's like a costume. We well, love a good costume party. I said, like, so in all honesty, like, baseball is probably one of my least favorite sports. 
And so I was like, Molly, this is how you know how much I love you. I'm going to a baseball game for you, which is funny because like Phil's favorite sport is baseball. He yeah. grew up playing, and I knew like, I would his, win him over his with whole what family, I wanted to do. Like played mm-hmm. and everything. So and every time it's on, I'm like, oh, and he gets so mad. So when Molly chose this as her birthday, I was like, Phil, this is you're just so happy right now. <laughs> but um, I was like, this is proving my love for you. But I actually really did have a really good time because it was my first MLB game in probably 15 years. And um, I forgot, like, how fun the energy is. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really cool. And the stadium was nice. I loved that it was indoors and (laughs) air-conditioned. They have a retractable roof, which was closed. (laughs) Yes, which I think Molly wanted to be open, but I was happy. It was actually cold. Yeah, it was cold. And I don't – I mean, the trop in Tampa is that dome, not retractable, closed all the time. And Tampa is really hot. So is Miami. But it just doesn't feel like baseball to me. So I was upset that they were going to have the roof closed. But they have enough windows and everything out in the outfield. It feels like they're at Miller Park or something. Our seats were great because we could see the, like, Miami skyline from our Yeah. Yeah. So, I actually, I really like the stadium. Um, Pro tip, before the first pitch, because we got there a little early. We wanted to get our, our drinks and hot dogs and get settled and everything. And I didn't want to miss any of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, someone told Phil, I think it must have been in um, the Budweiser bar, which is in the outfield. I think it's like left field. Beers were $3.05 or $3 or something the before pitch. the first They pitch. had signs. Oh, I didn't even see the yeah. sign. Okay. So Miami, the area code is 305. So there's a lot of 305 references down there and we found the 305 concession stand yeah so they had three dollar hot dogs and five dollar beers which is unheard of in a baseball stadium usually beers are twelve dollars yeah and it was a can of beer but it's 12 ounces that's great it was some marlin's beer it was good and like so you found this out before we went and sent me that and i was like oh my god this is amazing we're all talking about how many hot dogs we're gonna eat and um yeah Rainer said i'm gonna eat six you're like okay did he have like zero hot dogs? he had dogs. one one okay <laughs> so <laughs> we were like they're not tacos you can't crush that many hot dogs but um i, I wish was, i had one right now those are good i was telling my dad how cheap it was i'm like these are like unheard of prices because i mean you go to a concert a beer is at least like nine to twelve bucks yeah and so we get our hot dogs and beers and stuff and i didn't get a drink i just got my hot dog and then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for a beer. And I think it was like the second or third inning. And I'm like, I'm just going to go get one myself and like do a little bit of a walkabout and see like what else there is to offer. Because I wanted like something else to eat, but I wanted to see like what there was. Because you could order on the mobile app and then pick it up, which was cool. But not every kiosk was on the mobile app. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm going to go see what what all there is and like report back yeah so I found like this bar which was at the um like brewery area and I loved it because you could go outside with your drink and I'm like good I'm gonna go thaw out because I was freezing from all the air conditioning so I got a rum and coke no rum and ginger and she's like single or double and I'm like well let's just make it a double and see like how long I can make this last it was 24 dollars I was like, well, this shit's going to last me the entire game because <laughs> holy crap. So it was really good. She that, was telling th- those me. Those are like, the prices I know. <laughs> like the story about the rum. It was like some local Miami rum or whatever. It was delicious because I just was like, do you have spiced rum and ginger beer? And then when she said yes to both, I'm like, I, I don't care. Salt. Pour it in the cup. And so <laughs> I like went outside, took some pictures, warmed up, had my drink, and then like walked around the entire stadium. Um, but I loved it. Like, I loved the mobile ordering option, um, all the different food and drinks. Uh, they had arepas, which ended mm-hmm. up being what I got, which was incredible. And I came back and, like, 
showed you and then we went and got them. Yeah. Um, and the walkabout was definitely one of my favorite things because, like, that's when I, like, felt the energy of, like, how excited people get for it. And there was, yeah. like, little kids doing, like, the AI, like, batting cage thing. Little kid things. Yeah, it was cool. And then you and I did our 20 minutes of free time, mm-hmm. which we resurrected from our original Epcot days. Yeah. And my other favorite thing was watching you and Phil get so excited. Like, me and Rainer were giggling when you guys... <laughs> the game's over. Like, of course we stay until, like, the very end, just in case. Like, we can't miss anything. And then Phil and Molly, like, little kids, run down as far as they can go. Rainer's like, where are you going? <laughs> Molly's like, I'm going down there. And he's like, you can't, like, just where our seats were. You could only get so far. Like, you couldn't get to field level. And she's like, I'm going. I'm just going down there. And Phil immediately is following her. Like, yeah. And they're just, like, both standing there, like, pointing... And me and Rainer are just giggling, <laughs> taking pictures of you. Like, you looked like little 12-year-olds at a baseball game. It was so cute. That's why we're the same. But I was a little – that was the one thing I didn't know about the stadium. When I was getting in our seats, I didn't realize there was a divider between, like, the first five or six rows and then the rest. Because I got – we were in row eight and row nine, right in between home plate and the Brewers' dugout. And I yeah, couldn't we were, get down we were behind to the, the dugout, dugout, right? Yeah. yeah, which I wanted to be right there by them. Well, we were in foul ball country, and Which that's was my so other funny. favorite thing, is listening to <laughs> Colleen lose her mind every time a foul ball would come our way. I know. I So Mike and Colleen came to the game with us, which was awesome. We It was so good to be able to spend time with them both days this, that weekend. And Colleen, every time a ball would come, any, <laughs> just up in the air in general, she Michael, scream Michael! Michael. <laughs> and oh, I'm God. very afraid of foul balls still to this day. But it's like your Howling Horror Nights thing. If there's a weaker link in the group, you become braver. So thanks, Colleen, because I became a lot braver of the foul balls, knowing one of the guys was absolutely going to catch it because Colleen was alerting them. So it's not like nobody was paying attention when it happened. Because that's my biggest fear. Nobody's paying attention and it hits. Well, I figured like in the group of the six of us, I am like the danger magnet. So I would be the one to get hit with the ball because. I have zero athletic ability. I'm definitely not paying attention. And you throw yourself into it when you meant to throw yourself yeah. away from it. <laughs> but also, I was like not freaking out because I'm like, Phil is here. He is watching everything that's happening. I yeah. know you were watching everything that's happening. So even if Phil by chance wasn't, like you would yell something. And I've seen Phil play softball. Like he will take out his own teammates to catch a ball. True. He tried to tackle Rainer, who wouldn't get up to get that one oh, foul yeah. ball. And he's like, Rainer, get off your ass. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Phil's my new favorite baseball comrade. Oh, my God. You missed it. I think you guys were gone, um, and a foul ball, like, so many came to our area, and this old woman caught it in her bucket of popcorn. <gasps> that happened right when I sat back down. Yes. Yeah. It was – I was like, that did not just happen. Like, that's awesome. That's, like, from a sitcom. It and was dirty. Hysteria. She didn't even, like, move. Like, it just landed in her bucket of popcorn. Do you think she even knew it was coming? I, I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. Like, she just got lucky. It reminds if like the popcorn flying out at her that must have happened is like the eggs that yeah, flew up at you under your glasses. Feels like, exactly. <laughs> feels like it was like silent because everyone's like yelling as the ball's coming and you could hear it like bounce or people catch it. Yeah. And it was just like silent and then you saw popcorn like, explode <laughs> in front of her. That could have made like ESPN. <laughs> I know. It was hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, I just love it. I mean, I would have much preferred to take you guys to Miller Park because that's like my home, my second home. But the Marlins Stadium was pretty cool. 
Well, I remember um, Phil was telling Colleen that the Rays do that summer concert series. Do they still? That's what I asked. I said, do they still do that? Because yeah. I remember you guys went and the OAR played after. And I'm like, that. that's like the best of both worlds because you get to like go see baseball and a concert. It was so fun. We should look into that because yeah. I know Rainer and Phil would area. love going yeah, to see Pete, the Tampa. Rays. Rainer's just dying to go to a Rays game. Um, and then we can do all that other fun stuff. But yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that in quite a few years. It was really fun. I have to say I had way more fun than I was expecting because I was just like, it's baseball. I'm just going because my favorite people are going. <laughs> I'm happy. I won't steer you wrong. Yeah. And then like I had so much fun when we went back around the second time. Like I loved that area. It was like the Budweiser bar area where yeah. you could kind of just like walk up to the rail with your drink. And yeah. And watch over outfield. like left field. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. And, um, Ooh, and I found my favorite baseball player, Jazz. Oh, yeah. For the Marlins. Yep. He's a Bahamian baseball player, and he was so fast. I was just yeah. cheering for him, and I found his, like, fan club. They all had, like, neon <laughs> yellow on. I'm not even mad that it's not a brewer, just the I fact know. that you like a baseball player. I was like, that's unheard my guy. Of. Number two. Yeah. Go Jazz. <laughs> he has the longest name in the world, too. Oh, it was, yeah. Phil, like, was, like, reading his history to us. Yeah. I'll look up his his real long name. <laughs> but we love you, Jazz. But they also had the little bobblehead area. So they had probably, gosh, 500 bobbleheads like through these cases because we even saw the guys from the Sandlot in Marlins gear and stuff. It was really cool. We found your mom's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, Robin Yount. He was in there with some other old brewers. And I know, that's when my little kid thing, like, again, I'm like, El Caballo. Oh, my God. <laughs> like all these old brewers and... And then I, like, could not think of the baseball player who looked like the bobblehead your mom likes. And I actually <laughs> did. Like and it was from um, Major League. Yeah. Which I do love that movie so much. My guy, Bob Euchre, the voice of the Brewers, that I said I would rather listen to a game on the radio. He's in it. He's the announcer. You guys, Molly is like an old man. She will listen to sports radio. Rainer wanted to put the game on in the car on I the way home. I was so glad and I didn't get that channel Oh, I really wanted it too. And I was I like, I will was gonna get mad, stab my eyeballs out. But it was my out. birthday weekend. <laughs> I know, and I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> um, we played iPod Shuffle, and that yeah, made the drive go so fast. It did. They also had a lot of great photo ops at the stadium, like that. Yeah, the I forget Miami, what it said. Like no wall. place like home, yep. or that's not what it said. Something like that. But then the welcome to Miami or greetings from Miami. Yeah. Uh, they had that Tito's bar you found. That Marlin guy, the mascot, was walking around, and yeah, it was it was really fun. fun, and it went fast. Like I, that's, it did go fast. Honestly, like I think this is the thing I didn't like about baseball. So like, my brother played growing up. My dad played in like a, a office league, and then we all played in a office league down here in Florida. So I feel like so many of like my nights and weekends were always taken up with baseball, and I remember it just taking forever. Yeah. Like the longest game. And then Sometimes. there'd be extra innings. And I would mm-hmm. just be like, oh, my God. Like, this is just not. But this went by so fast. And I think it was just, like, being there with friends and having drinks and just stuff to do. There's really tons fun. of stuff to do at, yeah. at, at any major league game. It's, I mean, I like watching the game. But if you don't, there's plenty to keep you busy. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I was like, Phil, I'm going on a walkabout. Yeah. And, like, I kept getting texts. Like, Phil would text me and be like, are you okay? And so I'd, like, show him photos of where I was. And then I'd get a text from Molly, like, are you still alive? And I'd send no. you photos. I was not worried about you being alive. Ever since you left, the Brewers started going oh, downhill. Oh, that's right. You said get your butt back here because there was home runs. Yeah. 
Not by the Brewers, yeah. yeah. But I sent you those giant hot dog photos. Oh, God, they have giant hot dogs. Huge. Yeah. We didn't even get one. No. Next time. But, yeah. Anything else about the Marlins? I don't think so. All right. Do you want to talk about the other breweries that you went to? Yeah. So um, it's so weird. I've lived in Florida for like 20 years. And in February was the very first time I've ever been to Miami. I've like been through Miami. I've flown in and out of Miami. But I've never gone to like actually go to Miami as a destination. And literally the only reason we went was because I had to get my global entry pass for international travel and that was the closest airport to me that had open appointments. And so Phil thought I was crazy. He's like, are you kidding me? You're going to make me drive like five hours to Miami just to get this stupid 20-minute interview so we can get through customs faster. And I said, yes, absolutely, because I already <laughs> paid for it, so we're doing it. So I was like, let's, you know, make a day of it. And so we drove down and um, got up at the crack of dawn like we did this time and drove the five hours down and had basically 24 hours in Miami on Monday. And then Tuesday was when we did our like um, airport interview and drove Mm -hmm. home. So we did a lot because I'm like looking at it now and I'm thinking of like what all of us did and we only made it to those like two breweries. But then we spent a big chunk of time at the baseball game. But um, so just like we did with the the Wolfpack, we stopped on the way down at a brewery um, for lunch. So I looked up, you know, <laughs> what is on our way to Miami. And um, we made it all the way to Dania, Dania Beach, which is just barely a little bit north of Miami, maybe like mm-hmm. an hour. And so we went to Three Sons Brewing. And I just found it because it was pretty like an easy exit. Um, they had really good reviews for the food. And I was like, we're going to need lunch. So once <laughs> yeah. again, like food Sounds is familiar. very important. I mean, if you're thinking I got to make a stop for lunch and if I can make that stop at a brewery, like that's just better. It's perfect. So I understand not a lot of breweries, you know, it's it's a headache and it's a totally different enterprise to have food when instead of just beer. So at least have a food truck or something because I feel like it gets you more business or just people that maybe wouldn't ordinarily go They're They just want like the lunch crowd or whatever. But anyway, that's why I chose three sons and I freaking love it so much. Um, they have the most incredibly unique beer flavors I've ever seen. Their slogan is out of the box brewing. And it definitely shows. I like walk in and they have all the cans like that they have available. And so they can everything. So they whatever was on tap, like you could also get in a can. Mm-hmm. And there was like 20 some beers. And I was just like, okay, already, like we're off to a good start. Cause lots you know, of choices. Yes. And they were all beautiful cans. And you know how I'm just like a marketer's dream. So their history is they started homebrewing in 2011. They moved to their first brew house in 2013. And by 2019, they were opening their current location. It's family run by the three sons. Um, it's very family friendly and the food is off the chain. They have their own wood fired oven. Like when you walk in, there is just stacks of wood and there's murals and they had like awesome eighties music playing out and like TVs. I was like, okay, this place is incredible. You wanted us to go there. I did. This past weekend. We, I think the timing didn't work out. It wasn't like in the right location for like where we were driving. Um, but there are some serious foodies on the culinary team because this is not your average brewery menu. Like this would even give uh, Cerveceria a run for their money. So they have scallops, pork belly, charcuterie boards, wood-fired wings and pizzas, tuna tacos, creme brulee, 
Like, it's just not what you would normally see. Tuna and creme brulee. I'm in. Yes. I mean, they have, like, normal stuff, too, like the pretzels and wings and all that. But it was just so good. We got um, this incredible, like, ceviche with avocado and... um, Ceviche at a brewery? Yes. I'm telling you. Like, this place is incredible. And so I told Phil, because... Sometimes I just wing it, and I'm like, this is the place we're going. They have food. So yeah. I, I didn't really do a lot of research, but I saw it but had you knew good they reviews. Had so, mm-hmm. And when we walked in, we just got so lucky. So for drinks, um, it was kind of like a, a make-your-own. They didn't necessarily have a flight. Like, I didn't get a flight board or anything, but he's like, you know, tell me what you want, and we'll do it in, like, small pours for you. So I got... That's so nice. Fur Sherbert, which is a rainbow sherbet-inspired sour. Sour Scoop, which was a Neapolitan pastry sour, and Smooth Ops Pina Colada, which is a smoothie-style hard seltzer with pineapples and coconut. Wow. I don't think I've had a smoothie—oh, God. (laughs) Smoothie-style seltzer. So I got super excited because not only were they just truly unique and delicious, but they didn't have lactose. And most even the smoothie one? No. Most pastry sours or smoothie styles, they I get really excited when I find them, but they always have lactose and theirs didn't. So awesome. They Those won me so over. Good. That pina colada one, like I was like, Phil, should I get like a couple to like bring home for yeah. like me and Molly? And this is what we were just talking about before we started recording. We're like, why do uh, we not? I know why we don't, because we have a full both of us have beer fridges just full of all oh the gosh. incredible stuff we bring home. We forgot to write that down. We need to do the clean out the fridge party. Yeah, beer fridge party. And drink all these. But also, I don't think all the time we have something cold to keep it in. But now that I have my igloo fanny yeah, pack, there you go. we can put Always wear a crowler. <laughs> I'll put a nice bag Carrying in Carrying that sucker around with you. <laughs> but oh my gosh. Like I loved Three Sons so much. The staff was so friendly. Um, I talked to one of the Three Sons. Um, oh. I love that it's a family business. They were so sweet and like just very invested and excited in what they're doing. And it shows. I mean, the beer was so good and the food is incredible. Um, and then our bartender or server was actually so helpful because I told him about Boozy Blondes. I gave him a koozie. And um, he's asking me like, you know, what type of beers I liked. And I told him sour. So he was even recommending more breweries for us to check out in the area. Aww. So, I mean, they were just so invested in, like, the brewing community and just, like, getting the word out about other craft brewers and stuff. So, I love that. Yeah. I, I The whole place, I was like, I could just spend forever here. But, um, so after that. Wait. Do the three sons know the three daughters in St. Pete? Right. I thought of that. Right? That's three daughters funny. brewing. That's where we went. Yeah. yeah. They oh, should. but you don't know. They should. I don't. I should have asked them that. Mm. They, they could collaborate and make some three daughter, bi- daughters and sons brewing. sibling beers. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sibling rivalry. That would be yeah. A All right, guys, we're we're gonna pitch this to you. That's a really good idea. But um, so we that was just kind of a quick pit stop. We continued on our way to Miami, and we went to the Winwood neighborhood, which was my first time there, and that's kind of when I came up with all the breweries that we should check out. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was a Monday. Nothing was open. Yeah. So a sh- huge shout out to Jay w- Wakefield Brewing because that's where we went. 
Um, I we re- were going to try to go there this last trip. I really respect that they are catering to the Monday day drinker because that is me. <laughs> and I'm like, how is nothing open? Because I was like reading all this awesome stuff about the Wynwood Brewing Area. And I looked all these places up and we're driving past them and nothing's open. <sighs> Maybe some of them were open later. But again, like we were there early. So Jay Wakefield was open. So that's why we went there. Um, they had an amazing assortment of sours. Uh, I got an entire flight of sours, so points. Perfect, yeah. yeah. Just winning me over with points right there. Um, bartender was super friendly. I got my stickers and, like, was just filming all the nostalgic murals. It's very, like, Star Wars-inspired. There's sur- superhero murals everywhere. I, I sent you pictures of yeah. the Always Sunny dumpster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love it. I love how artsy that district is. We have to go back. I want to go there, too. I'm sad we didn't get to. And so it's small, but it's like, you know, your average brewery. They have everything you could want. Like, they have a nice tap room, um, and they have an outdoor area. Um, so I really liked it there. And so their story is pretty cool. Uh, they're proud to be independently owned. Um, if you go to their website, they have a diagram of who owns who in the craft brewing world, um, which is pretty pretty interesting. Because Family trees. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you go to a craft brewery and you're like, oh, this is incredible, and you don't realize that they're owned by, like, a huge corporation, Mm -hmm. and it, you know, takes money to make these breweries so incredible Mm -hmm. and get the distribution that they have. Um, So I really respect the, um, the indies in the industry. Isn't that what Copper Tail is? It's the largest independent craft brewery Mm -hmm. in the state of Florida, and that... That was an episode a couple weeks ago that we really well a couple months ago probably now but um but yeah that was one thing Rich was very adamant about yeah and like they're right to be proud to be absolutely independent. all these like independent craft brewers like you know it it takes a lot to do what they do so I definitely respect that and um Jay Wakefield started in 2005 with a homebrew kit <laughs> and it's one of the first brewmasters to utilize a crowdfunding campaign to open his own brewery. So, I so that was really cool. is crowdfunding the same as crowdsourced? I mean, I think there's there's similar. semantics. I yeah. don't know because our Mobcraft advent calendar, Mobcraft is crowdsourced. Yeah. So their brewery is already like established and they're just like the crowd is helping choose the next beers. But I think that's really cool. And I, I think that that gives you more loyal drinkers, so to speak, because they're invested, you know? Exactly. And I think that's what helped make them successful right off the bat because, you know, he already had a following. All these people were so excited to have it open. So it's awesome to see the success that they have there. Um, So we, um, I got my sour flight, but then we, what do we do? So we were actually there um, doing research for our day job. So we had a bunch of, um, other restaurants on our agenda that we wanted to check out so we checked into our hotel and then dropped all our stuff off and just like hit the bricks like we had all these places we needed to make it to and we did so we went to marabou um which is a chain and they have them everywhere but um they had the most incredible mojitos and empanadas and like just their decor and design was awesome it's very little havana like huge Cuban influence and the food and drinks were fantastic. Um, then we went to American Social in Brickell, which is where we stayed this this past time. Mm-hmm. And they had the best happy hour. So we went there, um, got happy hour drinks, sat outside and like watched these incredible yachts go yeah. up and down the, the intercoastal or the river, whatever was right there. Um, then we went to uh, Lemonada Bar and Brunch. So this place, again, has happy hour 
basically all day. Incredible brunch menu. They have a pool out back where you can just like get a table by the pool and get like drink service, which you know is my favorite. <laughs> and they have drinking games. What? They have like cornhole and all that kind of fun stuff, but they actually have a drinking wheel. You oh, yeah. spin the wheel and it's like either you get like cheaper drinks or shots or discounts or like you owe money to the bar. What? So I loved it. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is like gambling. Yes, 100%. I would love it. You would definitely love it. So if we had had more time, like I would have done a bar day basically because mm-hmm. there was a lot of cool places. Then we went to Batch, which is a gastro pub. Um, there's a couple of them in Florida. And um, the food was excellent. They had a really cool, huge menu. Um, And they make a lot of their own craft um, alcohol. So they had, like, um, Mm. rum and whiskey that they had distilled themselves there. Um, A super friendly, like, group of bartenders that we sat at the bar. And, I, you know, we love doing that because I feel like you learn so much more. And we just kind of got, like, a good feel for the, the chain. And he was telling us, oh, stop at this next batch that we just opened. And it's really cool. And... So we love that place. So I highly recommend all of those bars. Like we did them all in one day and like just we like put our mind to just having one drink and one app at each place. And Phil and I always call this like a food parade because, you know, we try to like do as many cool places as we can in a new place. So you get a feel for it. I'm impressed. And then the next morning um, after our uh, our TSA interview, which we passed, thank God. Um, we went to Versailles, which is like one of the most world famous Cuban restaurants in Miami and their Cuban coffee, Cubans and empanadas were off the hook. Best empanadas I've ever had. Yeah. Oh my God. They were so good. I'm not a big empanada fan. I love them. I know you said that before, but I just, I thought about that. I don't know why. It's not something I gravitate to. And we have like a, a Cuban restaurant here and I always thought their empanadas were good, but these like blew them away. But the coolest thing about this place is it's huge. Like, the place we sat in was, like, one huge restaurant. There's also, like, the outdoor seating area. Then there's the bar area. Then there's the to-go window. Then you, like, keep walking, and you, like, round a corner, and there's this giant, like, dessert pastry bar. It's, like, Disney-worthy. I, like, walked in there. I'm, like, I just finished eating. I'm not even hungry, but, like, my jaw was on the floor. I was drooling. I'm, like, I want all of this. So even if you just go to get, like, dessert to go, they had some incredible stuff there. But yeah, we wanted to go there, too. We just, just We ran out of time. time. I know. So uh, you could definitely spend a long time in Miami and not even make it to South Beach because we never did that either. But, I mean, the scene is just awesome down there. We had a really good time. And not only just, you know, cool breweries and bars, but... I was doing research um, for this episode, and I was telling Molly, like, we just missed a craft brew fest that was there the weekend before. So I'm like, oh, you know, I was trying to find out when that was, but I found two more that are coming up. Um, They have a Free the Whales beer fest in July, which Tripping Animals Brewery hosts that every year. I think this is their seventh year, and they have over 70 craft brewers. Then there's Coconut Grove Summer Beer Fest in August with 150 craft brewers, and you can find out more information about that on the Miami events and festivals.com. 150 brewers? Yeah. It's incredible. Wow. But I mean, the first time, like, we had just started Boozy Blondes, and I remember I was like scrolling through people's Instagram, and the Miami Beer Fest was going on. So it was like around this time last year. And I was just like, oh man, like, I wanna go down there. And that's when I saw the MIA, which we still haven't made it to, oh, yeah. which looks awesome. Yeah. 
Oh, I feel like every time we do one of these episodes where we've been somewhere to (laughs) check something out, we just want to go back. There's a lot of great places out there. And we're really, 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 really fortunate that we get to travel and explore together. Yeah. Even though that whole last section was without me. But now you can tell me where to go. Yeah. And everybody else who's listening. Well, also, like, I feel like it, like, narrows things down because I'm like, all right, Three Sons is worth going back to. Like, I would definitely Mm -hmm. take you guys back there. And, like, same thing. Jay Wakefield was great. And we were trying to cover more ground. Like, that was on our list, but we just didn't get to it. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to be in the moment, too. We were having a really good time together where we were. And... You know, we didn't need to push it. So I'm glad the way things worked out. It was perfect. Just know there's so many more things to go back and see. Yeah. All right. So it's time for Fast Five. Whew. That was a long one. a long episode. (laughs) All right. If you're still listening, stay tuned for Fast Five. (laughs) It's time for our Fast Five. So mine are very Miami themed. Number one, empanadas or Cubans? I feel like Cubans kind of like a Reuben. I'm not into a lot of the ingredients on there but altogether it's not so bad i'll take a cuban okay um cuban coffee or coffee stout mm. <laughs> probably cuban coffee yeah it's true we're, we were pretty disappointed we couldn't get our espressos that day oh god we tried so hard sort um, of we have fasted really <laughs> yeah, we did we wanted them and then i feel like we tried so hard but we didn't steam. just kept drinking uh number three beaches or boats can't you take the boat to the beach? No, it's totally different. <laughs> um, boats. True. That's what I would pick, too. Um, all right, number four. Miami breweries or Miami bars? I don't... It's been a long time since I was in Miami, and the last time I was there was, like, South Beach. Um, I don't... So I, I don't know. I haven't been to any Miami bars in a really long time. Just the breweries. Uh, last question. Hot dogs or arepas? Oh my God. <laughs> Can I wrap a hot, an arepa around a hot dog? Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to say, I can't even decide. Like if I was going to go to a baseball game, it would be a hot dog. hundred yeah. percent. It was a bonus that arepas were there. I do love arepas, but I would. If I could only eat one the rest of my life, it would probably be hot dogs. Really? That's a hard choice for me, too, because we had both at the stadium. Yeah. But that arepa both were was so good. so good. The hot dog was, too. I don't know. I agree with you. Let's combine yeah. them together. Just wrap it up. <laughs> like a pig in a blanket. All of but... you both. <laughs> all right. You ready for yours? Mm-hmm. First question. Out of all the breweries we talked about in this episode, even the ones I didn't join you at, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one do you want to go back to the most? Cerveceria La Tropical. Oh. oh my God. That place is like my heaven. <laughs> I loved it. I love it Like if too. I could design a brewery, it was that brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I like took pictures of everything, like the lights, <laughs> the couches. It was beautiful. Okay. Do you prefer daytime or nighttime booze cruises? Oh, they're so different, and I was just saying how we need to do more nighttime ones because the water's always, like, glass at night, and it's so peaceful. I don't know. I mean, it's a toss-up. They're both amazing. I almost right now want to say nighttime because we get to do daytime ones all the time, so mm-hmm. the nighttime ones are more rare. 
So okay. I'm, I'm going to go with nighttime is how I'm feeling. Okay. What was your favorite drink during our trip? Ooh. <laughs> my Aperol spritz on the boat. It was so good. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with them. But my favorite one that, like, I bought uh, was definitely the Mamacita, which was, like, the painkiller. Oh, you know, Raina ordered that, too, and I didn't like it. Yeah, because it I was, liked mine. it's not like your traditional painkiller. But I'm not a big painkiller. Like, those tropical drink painkillers, Hurricanes, what's the other one? Goombay Smash. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really into any of those. Um, I like the Hurricane, or no, painkillers we make before we go on our, yeah, like, our Royal Caribbean booze yeah. cruise. Well, and that's what a painkiller is to me, so this was totally different, but it was really that's good true. and refreshing. All right. Would you ever go back to a baseball game? Yes. Okay, follow-up question. <laughs> Which city would you want to go to one in? Um, either Miami again or um, Tampa because I really like the indoor air-conditioned stadium. Okay. The Brewers do play the Rays this year. That's in St. Pete in Tampa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in, inside. That's right. But I think it's like... It's like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series or Tuesday. See, Wednesday wouldn't that be series? so nice to like spend the week down there? Because there's so much to do. Mm-hmm. And 70% of my friends live there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, two of them moved. So I have to change that number. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. What's your favorite road trip game? Oh, man. So I had a lot of fun. Um, uh, Molly's sister Jamie sent me this, like, if you're born in 1982. Oh, you just gave away my age. Sorry. <laughs> drinking. <laughs> well, not not drinking, but it was a regular game that we were drinking while playing. Um, but it was fun, like, and Phil was even saying, he's like, that was so fun. Like, we should always have some sort of trivia because it really, like, made the trip go by fast. Mm-hmm. And we did me and Molly versus Phil and Rainer. So I liked that. Um, I love iPod Shuffle, which mm-hmm. we played on the way home. Um, but I, my favorite thing, I don't know if I was just delirious, is we were doing all the um, Snapchat filters. Oh, my gosh. And I had, like, the giggles. Yeah. Like, we found this one where it makes you look like you're crying even when you're not. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so funny. And the harder you laugh, the harder you, you cry. cry. And yeah. so it just makes you laugh more. You have to see it. Yeah. But, yeah, thanks, Jamie, for sending down the trivia and, and the games because that kept us entertained. And, and me and Chrissy won. Yeah, even though we sucked real hard about, like, how much thing costs in 1982. Oh, yeah, the price is, the price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, oh, we were terrible. God. It was fun, though. But, yeah, it was really fun, so that was good. So, yeah, successful, fun birthday weekend. It was good. I need to be like you and pick a winter date, too, so I get two every year. We can do another trip. <laughs> two birthdays, that's where it's at, man. Well, you know what? When this episode's releasing, your birthday's in just a couple days from now. I know, and this is like the first year I don't know what I'm doing for my birthday. Like, usually this is planned, like, years in advance. This whole year, we've just been so insanely busy. Like It's, it's flown by. I think, like, every year past 2020 it just keeps going faster to make up for, like, all the time we missed. So. Yeah, although we didn't really miss anything. No, we did. We, we were lucky. We were very lucky. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, until next time. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. That's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon with more boozy fun. Well, and make sure to follow us on social media so you can get uh, the drink of the day on Wasted Wednesdays. On Facebook, we're forward slash boozy blondes. On the gram, we are at boozy dot blondes. And on YouTube, we're forward slash boozy blondes. 
Visit our website for recipes and references from each episode at www.boozyblondes.com. We'd love to hear from you, so send us an email sharing your boozy stories and requests and pictures at boozyblondespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a chance to drink with us. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and more. And don't forget to leave a review. The boozier, the better. If we love your toast to our show, we'll read it on air. Stay boozy. Cheers. Cheers.